Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. So we get in the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. Coming to you today from a hotel room here in Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm down here for the religious National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And I hope to learn a lot of good stuff while I'm here. But we're in the book of Philippians. So let's get right into it because this is such a treasured section, chapter 3 of Philippians, where Paul is talking about his life, his ambition. And obviously, this ought to be ours as well. This ought to be what we're living for. And what he, the, the better part that he chosen, the true, genuine value in life that he chosen, we are called to follow his example. So let's see what he said here. He's talking and he says that his goal, his purpose, he says that, that I may know him, Jesus, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order to attain to the resurrection from the dead. We talked about this yesterday and how this really is speaking of salvation, that salvation is more than just, I, I get to go to heaven or salvation, I just get my sins forgiven. Salvation means that I come to know God. I enter into a relationship with God. God becomes real and personal to me. I receive his love. And I learned to love him in response by simple faith. This is what salvation is all about. But he, there, there's three tenses of salvation. We've talked about this before on our channel. There's the past tense, which refers to justification. And it says, I have been saved from the penalty of sin. There's the future tense, and that's called glorification. And that is, I will be saved from the very presence of sin. And then there's the current experience of salvation. All salvation is deliverance from sin, in which I am being saved from the very power of sin. And this refers to sanctification or being made holy. And so Paul says here, he's talking about this salvation. He says, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. In this interesting, I mean, here's the Apostle Paul, and he says, I don't have it yet. He he saw salvation as one big thing. He didn't separate it out. Like sometimes we can be so theological, we separate out these three aspects. And we say, I've got the one, I'm getting the, the middle one, I've, I've got the justification, I'm getting the sanctification, and one day I'll have the glorification. But he saw it as one thing. And he said, so therefore... I have it, but I don't fully have it. I have Christ, but I don't fully have this salvation. He says, not that I've already obtained it. Now, it seems obvious. He's talking about the resurrection from the dead. But he says, yes, I've, I've not already obtained it, but I press on. I press on because I want to finish my life well. I want to run this race all of my life, and I want to do it well, and I want to finish well. I want to lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ. This is such an interesting thing as we talk about salvation in these terms, that Jesus laid hold of us. He laid hold of Paul, and Jesus laid hold of you and me. Our salvation is no accident. When Jesus says, or when God said that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. It wasn't like when you took him up on that deal and said, oh, I believe. He says, oh, I wasn't, 
Okay, I guess I promised anybody. I wasn't thinking you'd take me up on it. No, he knew you. He had you predestined. He he laid hold of you. He has laid hold of you from the beginning of long before you've been born. And we want to now lay hold of him, lay hold of that for which he laid hold of us, if that makes sense. We want to grasp that for which he grasped us. Let's continue on. He repeats himself, and then we'll get back to this lay hold of in a minute. But he repeats himself the very next verse. He says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. It's interesting. There's something yet for me to lay hold of. I, 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 Paul often talks about his assurance of his salvation, but he says here, I've not laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward to what lies ahead, I press on, excuse me, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is so very, very important, isn't it? Paul was a guy who, he left his past behind him. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's like we're driving down the road and we've got our eyes fixed in the rearview mirror. And all we can do is look at and see what's happened behind us. What had I done before? Where did I fail? Where did I let God down? Where did I sin? That's all we can think of. And we're, we're consumed with the guilt and the shame of that. Or... Maybe we're doing just the opposite. We're just constantly looking back, resting in our laurels and say, boy, wasn't I? I was pretty sharp back then. I was pretty hot. I was was a pretty hot Christian back then. And Paul says, I forget what lies behind. Each day, each day is a new day. Each day is a new opportunity to seek the Lord. Each day is a new opportunity to lay hold of him who laid hold of me. Each day is that day for that opportunity. That's how we want to live our lives, friends. We want to be looking forward to what lies ahead. We want to be looking forward to Christ. We want to be looking forward to what, to that prize. There is an upward call of God. What does it mean when it says he laid hold of us? He laid hold of us with this upward call. What is that upward call? Let's look here in Romans chapter eight. And we, and we find some about this call of God. Usually when we think of call, we think of a a call, we think of a call to, to missions or a call to ministry or a call to a particular vocation. But here we see that we all have been called. Look what it says in Romans Romans 8, beginning with verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. That would be us. And those whom he predestined, he also called. There's the word. He called. Those whom he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What has he called you to? He's called you to be justified. He's called you to salvation. He's called you to glory. He's called you to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, you and I have a high calling. You and I have a high calling. Paul says that he forgets what's behind. He forgets his failures. He forgets his successes. He doesn't rest on his laurels. He doesn't, he doesn't let his failures hold him down. He, the things that he was proud of or the things that he was not proud of, they're in the past. He doesn't drive down the road looking in the rearview mirror and crashing into something in front of him. He checks out what's in front of him. 
He's got his eyes fixed on the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There, God has an upward call in your life. One day we're all, this call of God is on us now, and one day we're all going back to heaven. Never forget that. One day we'll all stand before God. One day we'll all go before his judgment seat. Those of us who are in Christ, we're going to have eternal glory. That's your future. Take hold of it. Live now in light of it. Live each day. It's it, we, we have it, but we don't have it fully. Grasp it to the fullness of what you can here right now to fully experience it one day in the future. Amen? Let's go ahead and pray about it. Oh, Father in heaven, <clears throat> we thank you today for the high calling you have on our lives. Thank you we're not mediocre people. We're not average people. We're not just some deadbeats. We're not, our life has significance and meaning. We're children of God, children of the King. We thank you you've called us to eternal glory in Christ. Thank you you are in the process of making us like Jesus. Lord, no matter where we are today, whether we're in a conference like I'm in today or whether we're uh, um, at work or whether we're home with the children or whether we're retired <clears throat> or whether we're sick in bed or wherever we are today, whatever we do, everything to the glory of God, answering the high calling, reaching forward to what you've called us. Build this in us, Lord. Help us to remember this moment by moment throughout our day. When trials come our way, when testings come our way, when people cross us, when people irritate us, when, when, when things don't go as we were hoping, help us to remember that we are reaching forward to the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. And everything that comes our way is part of that. We bless you today. We love you and we thank you for this scripture. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. I love the Word of God. It inspires me. I hope it inspires you too. That's why we get into it every day. I just can't imagine what life would be like without getting into the Word of God at least once a, a day and allowing it to refocus us, refresh us, encourage us, uplift us. That's why we come here every day. You can get in it more on your own. You can, uh, as you want, but let me encourage you to make this a part of your regular pattern. To join us either live at 8.30 in the morning or later in the day. You can watch the video anytime or, um, or, or listen to the podcast on the Apple or Spotify platforms. But make a commitment, set a time, make an appointment, day by day, get in the Word of God. It'll change your life. That's what we're looking forward to. Because remember... We've been called by God. This is no small call. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you were, you know, so you, your phone rang and your, your wife or roommate or someone picked it up and said, oh, it, it, it's the president calling you. Or, oh, it's, it's um, Elon Musk calling you. Or, oh, it's um, uh, Mahomes is calling you. You would take the call. You'd say, really? Whoa, they're calling me? Folks, God has called you. Answer his call. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.